I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's going on, everybody? Curtis Wilkerson with hogsports.com coming to you from outside T-Mobile Arena here in Las Vegas following a not-so-sweet 16 loss for the Razorbacks uh, to the UConn Huskies, 88-65. to The final in this one uh, was not pretty. And to be quite honest with you, I hate doing these uh, stand-ups after games like this, especially at the end of the season. It's not a lot of fun, but it has to be done, right? It almost feels like giving a eulogy on, on a season and a team uh, that you've spent a lot of time covering and, and invested into, and I can only imagine what the guys in that locker room feel like who've been going to war since the summer, preparing for this year, going through the obstacles they've gone through, and, and to get to this point has been really impressive. Uh, but unless you're the last team standing, only one team that comes to this tournament ends with a victory. Unless you're that team, it never ends the way you want it to. And those losses are tough. They sting. I feel for Muss and I, and I feel for those guys. Um, I, I've got to admit, it's been three years in a row now that a season has ended for the Razorbacks. And I felt the same way. I felt like they ran into a buzzsaw. I felt that way against Baylor two years ago in Indianapolis. I felt that way against Duke last season. Even though they lost the next game against against uh, North Carolina in the Final Four, I thought that they were playing like the best team in the country. And, and, and this UConn team tonight looked incredible. So credit where it's due. They dominated on, on both sides of the ball in this one. Um, I would be surprised if they go down on Saturday. Now that I said that, they probably will. Uh, but they certainly looked the part of a, of a contender they were absolutely the better team uh, in this game tonight. You know, UConn took control midway through the first half with a 14-0 run. They were up, I think, 46-29. It was a 17-point game at halftime. Arkansas didn't get any closer than that. Uh, they trailed by as many as 29 points in this game, and, uh, boy, they just never could really get anything going. Um, UConn dominated the paint. Uh, you know, Sonogo and Klingon, that, that two-man duo uh, in the post is really, really tough for those guys. Uh, Arkansas didn't really have an answer in there. They struggled uh, on the glass, even though they wound up getting 16 offensive rebounds. I didn't realize that in the moment, uh, but they did. So, so maybe some good stuff there. Uh, you know, UConn hit nine of 23 pointers. We talked in the preview about if Arkansas is not going to knock down a bunch of threes, they certainly can't give up a bunch. Uh, to give up nine is tough, and they kind of came in some flurries. You know, Arkansas would hit some many runs here and there, uh, but then they'd hit back-to-back threes or maybe three in a row. Uh, and just kind of put an end to that. Jordan Hawkins, I think, is an incredible, incredible player. I thought he was the best player on the floor uh, for UConn on this particular night. You know, the Huskies seemed a little bit stronger and more physical. Maybe that needs to be more of an emphasis for Arkansas moving forward. Uh, the weight room, because they're so long and so athletic, but that toughness, the physicality of the Huskies, uh, I thought it really bothered the Razorbacks in terms of their finishing and the paint, uh, some things on the glass, and then their interior defense uh, was a bit of a struggle as well tonight. Uh, Arkansas shot a season low 31.7% uh, from the field in this game. That is, that's not going to get it done. Now, they did get to the free throw line. That was one of the keys for the Razorbacks. Got there 27 times. They knocked down 20 free throws. 
so that's pretty good. But when you're only making 30% of your shots, I mean, that, that's that's just a tough a tough thing to overcome. Only 10 turnovers, but Arkansas was never really to get into able to get into a flow or a rhythm with things offensively. Um, man, you know, three guys in double figures. I, I thought Anthony Black uh, and Ricky Council. I, I thought they looked the part. I thought they were up for the challenge for the most part. Um, just, just physically, athletically, size-wise, uh, I think AB finished with 20. Ricky had 17. They weren't super efficient, uh, but they were guys that could get their shots off. They could make plays. Um, other than that, you know, Arkansas looked a little bit overmatched. You know, just kind of going down the line. You know, Nick finished with 11 points. He had some struggles though defensively. It was great to see him snap out of the scoring slump. He hit a couple big threes. Uh, got downhill. Got an and one. Uh, but really struggled with some things on, on the defensive end, um, you know, allowing some threes there. And, and maybe he was a guy that was getting hit on some screens. And, uh, boy, when UConn screens you, they screen you now. So i uh, got to give them credit for that. You know, looking at the other guys down the line, you know, Devo was just absolutely phenomenal. Just a, a, an iconic performance against Kansas, only one of ten in this game. He was in foul trouble two fouls in two minutes. Uh, and I think that impacted his performance. Um, that, that's tough. You know, Jordan Walsh has been such an X factor, only one of five from the field. I, I don't think he had a rebound, maybe one rebound um, in this game. So, so UConn kind of had his number. Um, you know, it, it was tough, and the bigs really struggled. You know, that between the twins, you didn't get a single rebound. Uh, Kamani was held scoreless, and, and he battled in there, and he played with toughness and physicality in his last game as a Razorback. He fouled out with about seven minutes remaining, uh, but he was a little bit a little bit overmatched in, in this one inside. So, uh, This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. You know, just just kind of a clunker on both ends of the floor. There's there's no other way to put it when you lose by 23 um, in the NCAA tournament with with some of the things that happened. Uh, boy, I wish I could say some more positives uh, about this game in particular, uh, but it's tough because Arkansas really struggled. I, I think, you know, when you get in this situation, you really just have to kind of look at the season as a whole. And, and listen, yeah, I don't, I don't know that the Sweet 16 was the expectation for this team. It was obviously a little higher. People were hyped up about the Razorbacks coming into the year. Uh, but given everything they went to, through, so many obstacles, we've talked about it, uh, but the injuries, uh, the, the flux with the roster, you know, so many ups and downs. And, and twists and turns. It, it's been a roller coaster ride, uh, you know, from start to finish. But for Arkansas to really kind of, you know, bounce back from some struggles to end the regular season, they got out of the SEC tournament. The vibes were down. Uh, you didn't know what to expect, if anything, from this team. They're an eight seed, uh, but I thought that they really, really battled 
uh, and turned some things around, figured some things out. Uh, and to get to the second weekend, a third straight Sweet 16, uh, that's tremendous, man. And, and you got to hold your head up about that. Uh, if you're the coaching staff, if you're a fan, whatever, because not many teams do that. And Arkansas hasn't done it very often. So uh, don't lose sight of that because this was an ugly game. Uh, try to remember the full accomplishments, the full body of work, uh, if you will, because it was absolutely a successful season uh, for Arkansas, even though it didn't end maybe the way that we wanted it to. And, and so now, you know, you, you just got to kind of flip the page quickly because that's what college basketball is all about at this point, you know. Um, who stays? Who goes for the Razorbacks? Because Kamani Johnson's the only guy that exhausted his eligibility. Uh, you know, you assume that probably Nick Smith, Anthony Black, those guys go to the draft. Although, uh, hey, you know, uh, one of my colleagues assumed that in an interview with Nick the other day, and he said, well, how do you know I'm going to the draft? But um, you would think that would be the case when, whenever a formal announcement comes. Maybe we'll be surprised. That would be a, a very non-Arkansas thing to happen, but we would take it, right? We would take that. Uh, but, you know, some other guys to keep an eye on. And we asked a few of them in the locker room after the game. Uh, some of them had, you know, really no comment. Ricky Council uh, didn't really want to comment on it. I don't blame them in the aftermath. You, you hate having asked those questions. It's part of our job. Uh, but I don't blame them if they don't want to answer 15 minutes after the season ends. I get it. Uh, but Ricky Council didn't really have a comment about it. So obviously he's got some things to think through and work out. He's appearing on a lot of mock drafts. Um, he could come back for a senior season. We'll see what he does. Um, you know, Makai Mitchell, the Twins. You know, those are those are two guys who are seniors. They're older guys who might want to start their professional career, but they they, they could come back. You know, uh, they do have another year of college eligibility. Same thing with Makai. He wasn't really ready to go there yet um, after the game. Again, don't blame him for that. Uh, Jordan Walsh, I think, is one to really keep an eye on. Uh, we asked him about it, and he seemed a little more open. He was talking about improving. Um, you, you know, making himself a better player. He's talked to the coaches about the things he needs to work on. Uh, he was talking like a guy uh, that that could be interested in returning. Again, no formal announcements are made, uh, but we'll see. I, I think maybe at least it's on the table and something that he's strongly considering. If Arkansas is able to pull that off, um, I think that would that would be a huge start for him. He might be, uh, you know, Eric Musselman's biggest recruit of the offseason outside of, of I think Devo Davis. You know. Um, who knows what Devo's going to do? He's been around for a long time. Uh, you know, three full seasons, three 16, uh, Sweet 16s, two Elite 8s. He's accomplished a lot. Um, obviously, he could come back. Does he look to start a new chapter uh, and maybe start his professional career? I don't, I don't know if he's a draft pick or not, but there's a lot of ways to make money playing basketball. Or does he come back? Because if he does, man, you've got that senior leader, that veteran gritty experience proven in March that is a huge foundation block if you can get him to come back so several guys to keep an eye on there obviously the other freshmen Barry Joseph Darian they all got to play in this game uh, get a little bit of taste of the NCAA tournament even though it was kind of in a blowout there but they got in uh, got their feet wet maybe that's a motivating situation for them uh, we'll see how many of those guys come back uh, but I, I got a feeling that Eric Musselman would like to have a little more continuity going into next season so he's not starting from scratch. Trevor Brazil is another one that I forgot about. Obviously, he hasn't been playing uh, with that injury. But, uh, boy, you know, you, you start talking about some of these guys and you think if they could just get a few of them to stay, uh, they could really have a solid ground to work off and, and, and to build off with this roster uh, because, you know, transfer portal season listen they've already been on it just because they were still playing doesn't mean they haven't been on the transfers uh, every time you look up they've contacted somebody new uh, they're doing zooms with kids out here in Vegas they had somebody on you know on campus the, the Cam Hunter kid from UCA uh, on Monday before they left for the Sweet 16 so they've been recruiting the portal hard uh, every season you know Arkansas has made a pretty quick splash 
once the year ended in the transfer portal. Two years ago it was Audis Tony. It was like right after the season ended. Last year it was Trevin Brazil, kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, that was just a couple days after the end of the season. So is Arkansas going to make another splash? Like, you know, is, is the must bus going to go portaling right away here um, You know, in the next few days? It would not surprise me one bit, but you know that they're going to make several additions. Uh, for Arkansas, listen, it's all about you know right now regroup, then you rebuild, and then you return. To something like this and I think that's where Arkansas is at right now they don't rebuild they reload you regroup you reload and you return I think this is what you have to expect from Arkansas now NCAA tournament appearances battling for second weekend sweet 16s and then at some point they're gonna get over that hump and, and maybe get back to where we all want to be and and I'm not even gonna say the word because I don't want to jinx it but you got to think when you got a guy like Eric Musselman at the helm so competitive so relentless as a recruiter, as a coach. He's hungry. He wants to get there. Arkansas fans want to get there. Didn't happen this season. Came up a little bit short. But keep the faith. They'll get back there at some point. Um, been an absolute pleasure, an absolute blast uh, covering the team. I appreciate everybody, as always, uh, for following along. You guys are the reason uh, that I've done this as long as I have. It's been uh it's just been an awesome experience, you know, going everywhere. I think back to Texas at the beginning of the year, drove down there for that exhibition game uh, and covered that. The trip to Baylor, uh, you know, the trip out to Des Moines last week and, and then being here in Vegas for this. Uh, it's just been an absolutely incredible experience, and, and I appreciate you guys being able to share along in that journey with me. Uh, it's been Curtis Wilkerson with Hogsports.com. Arkansas falls in the Sweet 16, but it has been a tremendous season. So take a little bit of pride in that, Razorback fans. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.